Hey, Bat Family. So the episode you're about to listen to is actually a bonus recording. I was interviewed by a friend of mine on Instagram. Her name is Chinwe of at Ebo Class Antichi. So this time around, I was on the other end of the microphone being interviewed. So we talked about different things in her Savvy Sunday segment, which she hosts every Sunday, discussing a number of issues about the Nigerian diaspora experience, Nigerian upbringing, Nigerian culture, and things of that nature. So please stay tuned and listen in on discussion. And if you happen to have anything to add to the discussion, please leave us a voice message. All of those links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening. For without wasting much of our time, as seen as I've you know, as we spent a lot of time trying to sort out our issues, um, today we're going to be having a conversation. And you know, like I always say, I always bring on um, very knowledgeable people to this program. And today we're going to have a conversation today on um, uh, being raised African in America, double or triple consciousness okay and i'm going to be having this conversation with nkiro obi nkiro obi has been doing a wonderful 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 awesome job she has this podcast that you should listen it's called um from diaspora with love i've had um, i've had the opportunity of listening to some of the podcasts i'm still making my way through most of the ones that i've missed but they she has interesting and educative um uh, conversations and trust me it is so much fun so um i'm going to be having her on here she i mean there's no need telling you about her i'm sure that when she comes on she's going to tell us about her so i'm going to be inviting the gorgeous nkiro b um for this conversation and again as is normal in this show <laughs> please if you have any questions whatsoever if you have any um challenges even if it's not regard you know we take time in between to answer questions uh that regard you, you know questions that surround Igbo language so this sabi sunday is you know it was designed to promote Igbo culture Igbo experience Igbo language, Igbo dressing, Igbo food, Igbo whatnot. So if you have any question at any time, please feel free to ask. And if you have any experience you'd like to share with us, please feel free to do that as well. So I'm going to go ahead and invite my guests. Um, I'm going to be inviting my guests. So, yes. Yes, sir. Hello. Hello, hello, Guru. Hi, hello. How are you? Hi, everyone. I'm fine. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank well, look you. at how shiny and gorgeous you look. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, really, to have you here. So, um, I want us to start from the very beginning. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, please tell us a bit about yourself before we proceed. Okay. So, hello, everyone. And they're one of my Igbo people. <laughs> uh, my name is Nkiru. I run Building Africa's Future. Um, it's a social platform that I've had for about six, uh, close to six years now. But just in this past year, I started the podcast element, which is Conversations from the Diaspora um, with Love. I'm very passionate about everything Africa, everything um, African diaspora. So that's a big reason why I started this platform, just to share in our experiences, share in our stories. So thank you, Auntie Chi, for having me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So I know um, that lately you made some T-shirts and mm. a bit about that. 
Yeah, so the t-shirts um, is just pretty much to support um, my efforts, you know, buying new equipment for recording and also to, I'm thinking about maybe turning into a nonprofit or having like some type of scholarship come out of it. So it's just to support those efforts to do some of the groundwork. Great. I mean, that is awesome. You see, there's nothing as impressive as having people who have heart for people, okay? Mm. Like, wanting to do more to better the lives of people, it is amazing, and I commend you for it. Thank you very much for what you're doing for everybody. That is awesome. Thank so, you. guys, please, I think the t-shirts are on your website, are they? Yes. Yes, please. So, go on to her website. I think you can pre-order now. Yes, they'll do, they'll be available. Um, They'll start shipping on October 26th, so if you order from now until next sunday you should get it by end of this month okay so guys yeah. please place your orders now the t-shirts are like 25 bucks and yes. the um hoodies are 40 bucks right? yes exactly and then, and then we'll have some other thing for yeah, like long sleeve for like 35 dollars. 35 bucks guys mm -hmm. these are very affordable things and listen you're not just buying cool t-shirts because i've seen the t-shirts they're really cool you're not just buying cool t-shirts but you are also helping to propagate Africa culture, okay? So do your bit. You, you, I mean, I know a lot of people who always say, oh, what can I do to promote Africa? What can I do? I love Africa. Don't just sit at home and say, I love Africa. What can I do? This is something you can do, okay? Just help support our guest sister. And she's doing an amazing job. Listen, go to Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Listen to her podcast. You will be blown away. It's, it's usually fun. Sometimes I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do very often, as you can tell. Okay, so let's get into this. So, um, Kira, please tell us, you were born in Nigeria, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and your parents moved there when you were like four? Yes, yes. Okay, so tell me, as far as you can remember, what do you remember about the transition? Okay, so actually, my dad was here for some time. Um, you know, he was among one of the first wave of the you know Nigerian immigrants who came here for school. So oh. he was in the late 70s early 80s for school and then um you know went back to marry my mom so then my mom and my brother we we all came like in 1996 so you know we came lived in charlotte north carolina the whole time you know my dad was already here so that's pretty much where my experience starts you know in this country mm -hmm. so but do you remember anything before you moved do you remember i mean at four do you have any memories <laughs> <laughs> Not, not too many, just like maybe a few funny things, but nothing too serious. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so now, I mean, when you got here, I'm sure there were issues like um, your accent and things like that. And I mean, I mean, you were really young. Your brother, you, I mean, your siblings were older than you? No, no, no. I'm the eldest of four. Oh, you're the eldest. Right, right. Yes. I remember you mentioned that to me. So um, you, so when, I mean, did you, growing up here, did you... <laughs> Are there any experience you would like to share? Like, I mean, yeah. is there anything that you feel like was done differently here? Or do you think that if you grew up in Nigeria, things would have been different for you or anything like that? Gee, mm, thank you so much for asking that. I, I always think about, like, how my life would be different if I grew up in Nigeria and maybe came here as an adult or, or whatever. But um, so I think for me, my experience, because, you know, I was a child, you know, my siblings, my brother who was born in Nigeria, but he was only like less than one year when he came here so he has pretty much no memory of Nigeria and then my other two sisters they were born here so they're very American in that extent you know being mm -hmm. born um so their experience is different obviously they're younger and also being born here but I think for me um and I think I'm sure many African people who 
came here as you know as a child they kind of have similar experiences you know um first day of school trying to introduce yourself you know the other kids have whatever american names and then you have this african name so that's the first challenge <laughs> trying to introduce yourself in class um because my dad he was very very proud Igbo man very proud african man um so a lot of that rubbed off on me so to <laughs> have like english names i know in our culture sometimes we have some people who have like I guess the Christian name or English name, but for my dad, he he didn't want any of us to have that. So for my dad, we didn't we didn't yeah. have any English names. Yeah, yeah. Even that is surprising because sometimes <laughs> when I tell my fellow like Nigerian or Igbo uh, friends, they say, "Oh, you don't have an English name." I'm like, "No," like they're almost surprised. Like, why don't you have an English name? But um, you know, so just going to school, I would say the biggest challenge was, you know, your home life. You're growing up very much raised in a Nigerian way, you know, parents speaking Igbo, cooking Nigerian food, you know, all these different things. But you go to school, you have that other identity. You're trying to like get along with the American kids, not look too different because your name is already funny to them. You know, your clothes maybe are, are funny to them or if you smell like African food or, or whatever the case <laughs> may be, it's already kind of strange to them. Yeah. So you're like, and then, you know, being a child, you you want to fit in. Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's with maturity, you know, as you get older, then you start to realize who you are and become comfortable with your own self. But I think growing up, it was just trying to adapt, you know, how, you know, being American, being Nigerian, you know, how do you kind of find a balance between those different identities? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now let me, I have to ask, because um, I know that, you know, I mean, um, I wasn't born here, so I can only imagine. Now, was there any point at any point where you, you know, would you maybe go to school and you know maybe with the kids and all the other things that we're doing? Or let's say, okay, this is very funny, but I have to ask. I mean, when it came to this, you know, African parents don't play. Like, yes, <laughs> were you ever spanked as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> So, gee, I, I always tell my friends this. I didn't, me personally, I didn't really get in trouble growing up. I, I'm not trying to brag, but I was a good kid. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. <laughs> so, but did you, but your parents, did they ever enforce, did they ever use the African, you know? Yes. Oh, okay. so, so, so the challenge is, unfortunately, I got in trouble because of my siblings. It wasn't like maybe I was misbehaving, but if my siblings misbehaved, then I would Everybody get their punishment. Everybody got proper punishment. I know. Yeah. So, did you ever, I mean, as a kid, did you ever wonder why, I mean, you're, I'm sure you must have had friends who said, oh, my parents don't, I mean, your parents whooped you, they thought it was surprising, or something <laughs> like how did you, because I know that I've heard certain comedians or certain people who were born here, or who were born in the black neighborhood, or who were born, in, you know, African, and then they say things like, oh, you know, I see my friends who are not black say things like oh, i mean the way they talk back to their parents or the way their parents punish them or the way they could you know how some other um i mean let's say you're you're you, you have a, a a friend that is not black and then their 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 parents is speaking and they say you silly mom or shut up dad <laughs> <laughs> these are things did you ever have some of those moments where you were like you you saw something that was done that wasn't mm -hmm. african and you tried to bring that home uh well, most of the kids that I grew up around, um, because the community we lived in was mostly, um, you know, Black Americans and some Hispanics. So I, most of the, the, you know, the schools I went to, 
I didn't have too many, I guess, uh, white students in my classes. Um, so most of the kids I grew up with, they kind of had similar upbringings in the sense that, you know, if they misbehave, they'll definitely get punishments. You know, you don't talk back to your parents. But um, I will say one thing, like, you know, growing up, we didn't have sleepovers because our parents weren't, they didn't accept that. They <laughs> yes. weren't sorry. Yeah. So like trying to explain that to your American friends, like, oh, you know, I can't sleep over. They're wondering, okay, why not? <laughs> so those kinds of things. And they couldn't come, and they couldn't come sleep over either. See, that's the funny part. Like my mom, she was okay. Okay. Like with one of my best friends, she's actually from Congo, but she was born here. So my mom, they were like, both, both of our moms are kind of funny in this way. Like they're, they're okay with us sleeping over, like the other person sleeping over at this house, but not the other way around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the thing that you find find in African home. Like, I grew up in Nigeria, okay? I grew up in Imo State. That's Igbo land. Yeah. So you have people who will say, you, you know, you tell your parents, oh, dad or mom, I want to go visit this person. And they say, why are you always going to go and visit that person? Can they not come to the house? Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Never been, I mean, I've never been to their house. They always come to my house and I want to go <laughs> Still, it's not, you know? <laughs> okay, so Ike, um, Ike has said... Um, he kind of made a comment. He said that the Igbo names are very funny, that they, they, they sound heavier as you progress. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so now, um, being, I mean, so ever since you got here, how many times have you been back home? How many times have you visited uh, back I'm so ashamed to say it, but I've only been back one time, and that was uh, like, like the year before I graduated from college. So I was in the country for almost... 17 years at that point and then i went back you know just on my own just to explore oh. because of like family situations we weren't able to travel you know as you know it's expensive mm -hmm. um traveling with like my myself and three other siblings and my parents so you know different things happened so we weren't able to go but mm -hmm. you know, able to go on my own like prior to graduating from college just to explore for myself you know my homeland and everything mm -hmm. so yeah. i mean tell me how did you feel so to be honest, I enjoyed the experience. Like I went there with like an open heart um, and I truly enjoyed everything. I felt very much at home. I didn't feel out of place, you know. And I think one of the beautiful things, and this is something I talk about with my one of my friends, she's from Ethiopia, like going to your homeland, seeing your people, hearing your language spoken, hearing, you know, seeing your food, different foods. Like compared to being here, you have to go to certain markets or certain places, yeah. mm -hmm. Nigerian food or whatever, or hear your language being spoken. But to go somewhere and hear it spoken all the time. Like, yeah. it just feels like, it feels so good to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I'm glad that you had such a such an awesome experience. I know that so many people who were born here who didn't have the opportunity or maybe they traveled back home as kids. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's this thing, like, every time people here went back home, there's always... um this issue of having cousins who are maybe your mates, they're like, oh, so you can't speak evil, and then you're bullied for that, and, you know, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, imagine, you know, things like that. So, I mean, did you also have any of that? I know <laughs> wonderful experience, but do you ever get those cousins who are like, oh, she doesn't speak evil? In fact, I've known, I know somebody who pretended, like, or not like she couldn't speak, but she didn't pretend, but people just, when she went back home, people generally assumed that she... Yeah in language and then they kept saying things and you know making fun of her and all that and she was hearing everything all you know all of the time so um, did you ever have a similar experience 
So I think for me, um, like you rightly said, they just have the assumption that you don't speak Igbo. So even if you try to like use a few words or engage in some type of Igbo conversation, first of all, they'll laugh at you like, oh, okay, you're trying to speak Igbo. <laughs> and then they'll speak, like they'll quickly switch to English. So it's like, they're not really encouraging you to yeah. keep practicing. It's kind of a challenge somehow. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So tell me, what do you love the most about being African or being like or being Igbo? Mm, there's so many things actually. I think just having that connection to like a long history of, you know, different people and different cultures, different ways of living and be, being able to call a place home, not just, you know, here, we, you know, we all, we know that we have our homes here, our adopted homes here, but your true home, you know, in your home, your father's land, your mother's land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Okay. So now you had siblings that were born in the United States. Now, do you, what, can you tell us about the experience? I mean, you, at least you have something. There has to be one or two funny memories that you had with you from Nigeria. This one's had nothing. What do you yeah. think the experience has been so far? So like, um, like I was mentioning earlier, my dad, he, even though we, we didn't grow up, you know, back home or whatever, he tried his best to like immerse us in the culture. Like, for example, we would go to like different uh, Igbo community functions here. I like New Yam festival, um, different things like that where we could see like you know um Mawu and stuff like that like the mm -hmm. math grade and stuff like and um hear the language being spoken the mm -hmm. traditional prayers for the um oji for the kola nut and stuff mm -hmm. like that so he just tried to expose us to the culture in that way and he also exposed us to like the african-american culture as well so we will watch lots of um documentaries about black history um from africa and then from here and so he, he really did his best to make sure that we knew where we were coming from and also, you know, our our cousins here, our black American cousins here know about their experience and appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I want you to tell me, I mean, having gone through this, um, having had this unique experience of mm -hmm. tasting both words, what can you tell people that were born here or people that moved here? You know, I have, I tutor Igbo language and I have yeah. a lot of students every now and then who always come and say, I want to learn the language, but I'm shy. I, I'm scared that when I, when I speak, people are going to laugh at me and things like that. And I'll tell them, listen, it's, the fact that you cannot speak Igbo language in the first place is not your fault. You know? Yeah. Okay, grant your parents, some people even blame their parents and say our parents didn't teach us. And I understand that, but it's not their fault either. America is so stressful. That is the truth. Yeah. And they also had their own struggles. They couldn't, I mean, I yeah. to speaking the language, I'm not sure it was in the front burner for them. So mm. I feel like I always tell them, listen, try to learn as much as you can. And it's okay to laugh at yourself. You're, you're technically not Igbo. You're not, you're, you were born American, you're an American, you have evil parents. It's even a, an, a, a huge step that you're trying to learn the language, okay? Mm. You know how pressuring our parents can be like, well, you must learn the ways of your people and things like that. I understand that. And I'm all for that. So is there really anything that you can tell people who were born here or who moved, for, who moved over here when they were so little? Is there something that you can tell them to encourage them to also maybe want to know more or people who really want to know more? What, 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 what can you tell them? <laughs> yeah, geez, I, I was just pretty much saying I really commend you and um, so many others who have 
taking up the torch to teach Igbo language to this new generation who has been who has grown up you know abroad mm -hmm. because I think for many of us you know growing up as children some didn't really care too much to learn language mm -hmm. uh, some parents didn't want to teach a language for whatever reason they had because mm -hmm. I've heard many people say oh I don't want my kids to um, have an accent which which to me is not is an unfortunate way of thinking because you're depriving them of their language because mm -hmm. you don't want them to have an accent or be confused and as we know, children, you know, they adapt, they learn so many things quickly. So that's mm -hmm. actually the best time to teach them. But anyway, I digress. So I just wanted to thank you, Auntie Chi, and many others who are, you know, taking on this effort. Because for those of us who are growing up here, um, having... Yeah, okay, it's fine. Okay, uh, yes. Let me just be brief then. I want <laughs> to say thank you, uh, Auntie Chi, and all the other um, Igbo language um, instructors and teachers Um who have like really put it on themselves to teach the language and to bring it to this new generation in a different way, a very kind of dynamic way with books, graphics, so many other things. Because I think for many of us, like, again, we, some of us grew up hearing the language, like myself and my siblings, some of us grew up um, speaking it. But, you know, it's another thing to kind of like, not many of us like actually learned it, like learned the alphabet, learned, you know, different things like that. So, um, so yeah, it's it's important whether people laugh at you or not. Um, it's your own personal journey. If you want to learn the language, if you want to learn anything, take it upon yourself to make that effort because, you know, ultimately you're going to get from it what you put in. So if you're putting in the hours, and I'm speaking to myself as well, I have so many Ebo apps and everything, and so many Ebo books. So um, you just have to take the time and effort to read the material, practice speaking. You know, not just reading it but speaking. And if possible, engage with like native Igbo speakers in conversation. And then, you know, to add add it up, add like a, you know, have like an Igbo instructor or Igbo teacher to teach you just to make sure that you're getting everything the right way. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, thank you very much. Um, in fact, somebody said kudos to you and kudos to your parents for doing oh, it. Thank you so much. Yeah. So <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so you guys have heard her. She's telling you to please. Yes, the thing about learning Igbo, and this is what I tell most of my students, is you have to practice it. You have mm -hmm. to. Yeah, and the thing is, you don't have to do plenty. It's like learning any other language. If you have five minutes that you're driving or you're walking or you're taking a shower and you decide to go over the alphabet in your head, it's fine. <laughs> Thankfully, right now, there are so many things that people who are learning the language have that a lot of people in the in the in the older times didn't have for example i always recommend jenny games mm -hmm. i did a very good job with the gd with the jenny jenny games app you know especially the but 101 or the but i in fact i sell it to my students i tell them it's not a game it's a learning app because <laughs> some of the things in there are really really helpful and i have some students who have been practicing with those things and the thing is that it's on the go it's on your phone so it's you can Put it on your phone and in fact listen if you come to auntie Chi's class and buy it i have the authority to sell it way less than it is on the app store they <laughs> gave me the authority i didn't steal it I wow. <laughs> so please get that and get as many resources as you can get and you'll be fine listen to Igbo songs try and see Igbo movies or mm -hmm. you'll be fine okay so um Kiro, please tell us again i mean i'm having so much fun and i beg you you have to come back again you know you do have to come back again so what Igbo um i mean growing up in the home that you did with mm -hmm. your friends moving over here and the, do you know can you tell us of any Igbo 
um, cultural or tradition that you guys, I mean, I know you said that you guys go to the UEG, but you know, as you grow, there, there's always a cultural tradition for every person, for every individual. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us of anything, you know, that any culture that you have experienced that you understood, like you saw it and then you took it home and you actually understand what it means and you can walk through the process? Mm. Uh, that's a good question. The only thing that comes to mind at the moment, I think it will be um, like respect in the home, like how, you know, the father is like kind of, and also like as it relates to marriage, like Ibanku and things like of that nature, mm -hmm. how different um, communities kind of do it differently. So mm -hmm. Yeah, that's maybe that's what I can think of at the moment. Oh yeah, you know, last um, the other time in this show we talked about Ibanku. We actually talked about the Elon wine. That's the process of getting married, and we also mm -hmm. about the traditional marriage ceremony. And I had people from Oche Kitchen who, uh, okay, somebody says, uh, "Oh, is that question for me or for you?" Says, "Can she give us an idiom?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cultural stuff like i didn't really like learn like those elements which is something that i want to practice on my own okay that's that's fine i'll i'll bail you out here i'll give you an idiom there's an idiom that says okay that literally means you know opa mm, opa is the break the bread fruit mm, i love it so there's this delicacy that we have it's called um uh it's like roasted okra the roasted one that people eat like it's roasted the same it's almost it's roasted i think it's almost the same process with roasted peanuts so okay it's snack actually people eat it with uh, coconut as well it's, it's, mm. it's nice so but the thing is if it's dry when you eat it you imagine eating very dry coconut imagine having that feel where you have like a lot of the chaff or the debris or whatever in your mouth okay. so <laughs> Okay, this I'm going to do this, but this is this might be nasty to some people, but you know, I teach you don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when you're eating this thing and it's all over in your mouth, it's all over, you have to do something like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, just to be, so that is what trans that is the trans that the transliteration of what I've just said. So they okay. say chew a lot of that and then try and do this with your teeth. So but, but basically what that means is, you know, um, when you're doing something, um, let me see, let me see, let me see. How can I? It's it's that is an what we it's an idiom is what we call local we lose. It's not like it's it's not like um a proverb. So it's like let me see. I'm trying to see which scenario will fit that. For example, um, what more like what walking and watching? Okay, more. Okay. Like, do this a little a little of this and a little of that basically that's what it means a little of this okay. and a little of that i, I think I, like, I, there's two that I, I remember right now okay good one i remember just partially in Igbo. the other one i know in english completely <laughs> okay <laughs> so, so the english one i'll just start that's easier for me the english one is um where an elder is sitting down uh wait sorry where a child is standing, I think an elder can see sitting down, something along those lines. Yes, yes, that is correct. Mm -hmm. And then the, my mom always says it, uh, something like, um, Ebe Onye um, Naboso um, Onye Ije, something like the first person. Or, I'm sorry, Onye Ije Geru. 
yes, yes, yes. So that is slightly different from the the climbing up one. Okay, yes. so that okay. That Ebonyoso Rukonyijege is basically saying, "Be patient. You understand. Mm -hmm. You will get to where others have get, gotten to." And then right. the other one we're trying to say is um, where uh, what an elder sees sitting down, a mm. child will not see it even if they climb a tree. Okay? Yes. And it's basically saying that your elders are wise and they know mm -hmm. things that you cannot know, despite the times, and the technology or whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Somebody asked us a question and said, what's with the language that brings out the best in singing, especially in churches? Mm, I don't really mm. know that question but every <laughs> language is good for singing i think it all every language is good for singing i think yeah. it i can't sing to save my life i have such <laughs> i dance off key my faults don't ask me <laughs> but i think every language is good for singing it all depends on your voice i've heard people sing in Igbo and it was amazing and yeah. i've heard people sing in english and it was also amazing so i think every language is good enough for singing in churches Mm -hmm. Very wonderful Igbo worship songs, you know. In fact, the other day in church, I worship with World Changes Church, that is Creflo Dollar's church. And one time in church, they did African praise for worship session. I was, you would think I was on crack. I lost my <laughs> <laughs> I lost my mind. I was like, what? how did this song get here? Wow, I danced. I was so excited, you know. So I wow. think that song is good for singing in churches if you have the voice for it. That is mm -hmm. what I can say. So, um, Yes, yeah, so I mean that is. I'm just conscious of time. I hope because okay. Oh, we we seem to still have some more time. So, yes. what else can you share with us, Ngeru? I mean, okay, tell us about food. What is your best Nigerian food? Oh wow, there's so many. I love goat meat. I love um, meat pie, uh, jollof rice, um, ofal nubu. You know, bitter leaf soup. I love that. Okay. <laughs> So many of them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so can you cook any one of them? Can you make any one of them? Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on the Ofo Nubu, but everything else, um, I'm, I'm okay with them. Oh, okay. That's good. That's yeah. good. Well, I love, and thankfully, I live in Houston. Houston is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Nigerian, and you're living in America. In fact, the way I live in Houston... I don't think I miss any... Uh, no, well, yes, I do. I miss Ofo Ha, because Oha soup is my favorite soup in oh. the world, but I could never get fresh Oha leaves in America. So, <laughs> other than that, I think I get everything that I want, and I have most of my family here, so it's very... I feel, I'm very, I feel very uh, much... Yeah. I feel very much at home. So, okay. Um, all right. So, uh, what else did I want to ask about? Now that you are much older of course and you have i mean there are still siblings back home do they still do they still wonder why you guys can't speak english and how about your younger ones okay the, the, let's look at this first your younger ones that you mentioned that were born here do they mm -hmm. make thought in i know that they were raised in you know yeah. with the african with african consciousness but do they make any effort on their own to want to know more about africa to want to know more about the Igbo culture or the Igbo language so um my two sisters they they're trying um you know they're trying their own way to like read Igbo books like you know different Igbo resources my brother surprisingly he doesn't like seem I, I wouldn't say he's not interested but I haven't really seen much effort on his side maybe because guys yeah yeah <laughs> but I think I think for me like you know as I mentioned earlier like 
I was always kind of conscious of this is who I am. But I think you personally have to go through it like, you know, maybe something changes in your life or you just grow up and you decide, I want to know who I am for myself. So maybe he, he will get to that stage. Yes, I think, I, listen, the most important thing to wanting to learn anything about your culture, mm -hmm. as regards the language, the food, or the people, is you really wanting to. Exactly. You know? I get sometimes parents always say, oh, you know, I don't know why my son doesn't want to learn the language. I don't know why. Listen, if you, even if you put them in one million classes, it starts with their interest. They have to really yeah. get to know. And the thing I found out is that most people who were born here, mm -hmm up also being interested at the end of the day they get interested okay they want to know where they co they come from and it's amazing to them like i have nephews who couldn't really be bothered when they were much younger but now that they are older and they can travel they visited home a couple of times they they're really fascinated they're like okay this is where i come from i like to learn the language i like to do this and i like to do that so it's all very very interesting yeah i'm okay. actually mention that if you don't mind Mm -hmm. sure, please. Yeah, one thing that I've noticed, um, as you rightly mentioned, I think so many of us, like now Africa is, even for, you know, our Black American cousins too, mm -hmm. like Africa's looking like a, you know, the it thing is seen as trending mm -hmm. or cool. So mm -hmm. even for us, you know, who are from the immediate diaspora, like we see Africa, we see our homeland as something desirable. Like, you know, we post, people post it on Instagram, post it on social media. It's like, oh, look, hashtag you know whatever so I think also just like trending you know social media kind of situation is also making us want to have that closer connection because you know for like as you said like you know for us we grew up here so many of us would like to identify okay you know especially when you're growing up like you, i want to identify with america or the american experience because you know being bullied or being teased you know again the the funny name or different name and different like cultural upbringing and stuff and you try to fit in. But once you become an adult and once you kind of see the world in a different lens, I think many of us are trying to connect with our our fatherland, our motherland, because we have that connection anyway. And, you know, that's one slight, I guess, advantage that we have, um, you know, over maybe African-Americans. But so now that we see that it's trending and it's cool and everything, we want to connect with that. So I think that's another thing too, the fact that Social media has a lot of um, influence to play in that as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And to add to that, which is what somebody raised, and I think that is very, a very important um, topic um, of discussion. She says that racism is always an eye-opener. Like, I think, you know, the more, like, if you, you just, I think at some point, you just know that you don't belong to a particular place and you now want to, mm -hmm. you know, go back and find oh who are these people where am i really from you understand because no matter what you've done no matter what you've achieved it just seems like like you can't fit in a place and then you ask your question you begin to ask yourself questions like where am i from exactly no more yeah so yeah so that is a very good point thank you very much Kitchen. now i have this lady because i also remember i think this is true because i had this conversation with um this lady one time who is actually american she was born in fact that okay First of all, it was a student of mine who is not even, you know, we're patrilineal, okay? So he's not, yeah. you, you could say that he's not Nigerian. He's, okay. was Nigerian and his mom was from Edo State. And he signed up for my class. Reasons being that he just wanted to learn the language because he grew up around his aunties and they spoke in Igbo and all that and all that. And, you know, he's, he's, he's American. You know, so but he's, he got interested because I, I guess it has to do with, okay, so in as much as I'm American, I'm black, 
I need to still know where I'm from. And there's a courtesy to my mom, okay? And I have this um, lady that I have spoken with. She's also American, but she did this ancestry um, um, investigation and found out that she's from Igbo. She's an Igbo, you know? And I opened my eyes to a whole community of people who are in diaspora, but they're always trying to find out where they're from. They're trying to find out their lineage. They're trying to find out, you know, and the end of, most of them end up being Africans and Cameroon. Yeah. I learned that Samuel L. Jackson just found out that his forefathers are from Cameroon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yes, this, that's, that's the more, like you said, it's cool. It's the in thing right now and it's cool and yeah. you know, yeah. Self-realization, um, yes. That yes. is that self-realization, yes, that is it. Okay, people, thank you so much, Inkiru. Listen, I'm having so much fun so far. And um, is there any other thing you'd like to share with us? Perhaps tell us a bit more about Building Africa before we go. Okay. Thank you so much again, once again, for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> part of the reason why, you know, when you and I were discussing the topic for this, um, our live discussion, the double and triple consciousness, mm-hmm. um, as you just mentioned, you know, being here as first generation, uh, 1.5 generation or second generation immigrants from Nigeria, like there's always this feeling of I'm not American enough, I'm not black enough, right. and I'm not hearing enough. Like, like you said, there's always these like different pockets of identity where, you know, if you're in Nigeria, they see you as an American. Um, if you're here, they see you as a foreigner, even if you were born here or national, uh, naturalized or whatever the case may be. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. With Samuel L. Jackson and so many other um, Black celebrities who are trying to connect to Africa. So I think, like you said, there's this longing of, you know, connecting with, you know, your family, connecting with, you know, your lineage um, after being removed for many generations. Even for my, you know, for myself and others in my generation, we haven't been removed so much because it's just, you know, our, our parents and maybe some of us who are born back home. But at the same time, you want to have that connection. You want to understand like the different diaspora experiences. So that's a big reason why I started my platform because I I like to share those stories and um, you know, all those all these different stories that we have. There's so many similarities in them. So just trying to bring that to light to you know those who listen to the podcast. So that's how conversation from the diaspora came to be. You know, as you know, all of us are mostly at home. You know, when the pandemic, like everything shut down, like in March. That's pretty much when I started my podcast. I've been wanting to do it for some time, but, you know, all this time that we had. So I just uh, decided in March of this year to start the podcast, you know, share these different stories. And hopefully when people listen, they can, like, relate and have some type of, like, connection with stories. So and, and it's from a millennial perspective. So for those of us who are, you know, growing up here from the millennial generation, just to be able to share in those experiences and, as you said, maybe laugh over it and um yeah <laughs> so yeah thank- yes I, listen guys i have listened to her podcast they're amazing it's called um Di- uh, from diaspora with love i think you should yeah, take conversation it from the diaspora well, with love. yes conversations um from diaspora with love yes i think you should take a listen like um i think the first one i listened to was about uh the the lady the doctor who came and talked about postpartum care the omogor yes Yes, mm-hmm. and that was so so 
inform inform informative so you guys please try and take a listen and you're going to really really um be glad that you did honestly and um, she's doing a great job and please support her in any way you can go to her website did we pick up the website i think um uh, yes thing in my bio if they click um yes please follow her at um what hold on okay <laughs> I'm going to put the the link to i'm going to put her handle to this video and so you can go follow her go to the link in her bio and you will find her website where you can get those t-shirts please get those t-shirts i'm going to get a red one yeah. <laughs> so yeah so you guys okay so thank you so much in you have to come back please i oh. had such a great time with you and thank you and i hope people got something and i want to thank everyone that joined us i know that people well. rarely come when you call them you only see these videos afterwards, which is still encouraging because yeah. people tell me, oh, I saw your video on this discussion. It was a very important discussion to have had and things like that. And I'm appreciative of everyone who supports and teaches Igbo um, class and everyone who supports Sabi Sunday, everyone that has gotten my book. I am so, so thankful. Thank mm -hmm. you, guys. Let's keep propagating Igbo language. Let's keep promoting our culture so that we don't lose it. And we'll be glad that we did because our children will want to know where they came from. And yeah. You know, it will be good. It will really, really be a good thing for us. So, guys, thank you so much. I am going to see you guys next week for Sabi Sunday. In the meantime, please keep washing your hands, keep staying safe, keep praying, and keep loving and being positive. Okay, we'll all be fine. And for those of you who can vote on November third, please, mm -hmm. please, please go out and vote. Okay, go Girl. out and vote. Vote for. Vote, vote. Yeah. Do that too. Are you going to be voting? Yes, I'm voting. Uh, when the early voting opens up, I'll go. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, that is good. All right, thank you so much. I'll see you guys oh. next week. Okay, thank you so much, and care for coming. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. All right, All right. bye bye, everyone.